Hello, friends. Welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We are so excited that you've joined us today. We have a teaching episode for you today, but before we jump into it, we are so excited to tell you about our newest challenge that will be launching soon. Exercise your mental muscle, a 21-day biblical meditation challenge. This is a challenge created exactly for this season that we're living in. We live distracted and disconnected lives, I know I do, running from one things to the next, and oftentimes we find that we're missing out on God's peace. This isn't how it is supposed to be. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So let's take some time to rest, to reset, to get centered in the Lord, to be still and be loved by Him. Through this challenge for 21 days, we're going to snuggle up with our Father and the Creator of the world. We'll spend about 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes, friends, we all have that. Listening to an audio recorded biblical meditation. Meditation helps us shape and transform our thought life and our outward behavior, and it has profound impact on our brains. It allows us to rest in the Lord's love through the discipline of stillness and silence. We're going to spend these 21 days filling our minds with God's truth and His love found in His Word instead of the world's empty message of striving more and doing more. Will you join us? Signups close in one week. They close on Thursday, September 9th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a pick your price donation challenge, just like all of our challenge, so any donation amount gets you in. We encourage a $10 donation because the content is so rich. And if you donate $500 or more, you'll be invited to a special coaching call in Zoom with all of our content creators and challenge coaches. It's going to be an exciting time together. So head over to our website under challenges and sign up today. And if you swipe up, the link is in your show notes. Now, we are excited to share with you this teaching today from Elisa about why your brain needs this challenge. Don't forget, swipe up in the show notes and we will see you soon. Peace. I want to take a minute, oh, thanks, Melissa, to share why, why this? Uh, and I'll first just set it up. I'm going to tee it up. Do you still find yourself tossed to and fro? <laughs> you believe in God, because that's what we do. At Revelation Wellness, we are a God-first ministry. Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom. And all these other things that you wonder about or worry about or are concerned about, they'll be given to you. But seek first the kingdom. I started a new podcast series of sweaty Bible study on the podcast. We're in Jonah right now. We're going to be wrapping that up in a couple weeks. Well, we are going to jump into the kingdom, understanding the kingdom of God, not as a concept, but as a reality, as a reality. 
And so here we are as people who have the reality of who we are as sons and daughters of God and have access to a kingdom, but don't we live kind of to and fro? Like, yes, I read the word. I'm like, yes, yes, I go to church. Yes, yes. And then I fall into patterns, beliefs, thoughts, actions, choices I make that do not line up with the core of who I believe I am at the core of me. So what's happening? Well, today I'm going to help you unmask it. And guess what? It's not that difficult. I love the gospel is simple, but it's not easy. So it's simple. It's not difficult. God is not trying to make this difficult on you or frustrate you. But what we need to do is an easy work, a light work, a yoke that isn't heavy or burdensome. And that's hard because we have grown up believing that unless things are hard and difficult, there's nothing worth having. We believe that harder, more, faster, better is better. That is not true. There's a light and easy way. And so we are going to learn that. We are going to learn that. But I'm here today to encourage those of you who you're struggling. You're on the struggle bus. And I, I just got to say, as long as you have a body and you live in this world, this kingdom of this world, and yet you know you belong to the kingdom of God, you're going to feel that tension. And here at Revelation Wellness, we're going, hey, let's not despise the tension. Let's not like poo-poo because it's hard. That means it's not holy or that God is difficult. Let's actually embrace that. And that's why we train. That's why we get in our bodies. And that's why we go, you know what? I'm not doing this to punish myself. I'm doing this to come to myself. I get in my body. I breathe. I go for a walk. I do it to come to myself. The, the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15, starting in verse 11, such a great story. And it's all of us. We all belong to God's kingdom, to our father's house, but we find ourselves longing for other things. Longing. We just have these things, these lies, these beliefs that we've been, that have been put into us that don't belong. And so we've got to wrestle those out. And we see the story of the prodigal son and he chooses his desires that are further from God, moving away from the father and his blessings because he's just got these things he's got to figure out. And here's what I know to be true. Some of you have had to do all the programs you've had to do. You've done all the diets, you've done all the counting, you've macroed it, you've done them all. And you've probably had some success for a short amount of time and you thought, I've nailed it, I've arrived. And then something happened and you found yourself back in the pit. You found yourself back doing the very thing you don't wanna do. And it says in Luke 15, the prodigal son, that he finds himself in the mud pit with the pigs eating pods. And then, I love this line, he comes to himself. He comes to himself, meaning he has a revelation of, wait a minute, even my father's caretakers, servants live better than this. I'm a son. I think I could go back to God, my father. I think I go back to the father and say, treat me like a servant because at least my life will be better there. But here's the deal, we're not servants. We're not slaves, we're sons and daughters. And we see in that story that he is immediately put right back into his identity. But yet we go to and fro. Why do we go to and fro? Well, 
I love y'all and I'm so glad you're on your phones, but I think our technology, our over-connection, our over-stimulation, our over-informed self, because we really like knowledge, and if we don't like knowledge, we'll take pleasure. And that is literally dumbing us down. There's no way around it. You are being dumbed down by your smartphone. We all, we all are, if we are not mastering that thing. And I'm not just picking on the phone, I just think it's the most obvious, because you all know where your phone is, it's in your hand right now, and if you lose it, you know within five minutes. But you got a smartphone, you got a tablet, you got an iPad, you got uh, TVs, you got Netflix, you got a thousand channels. You are over-connected. So I am here today <laughs> to read this piece of scripture over you, and we're all gonna go, yes and amen, she is calling me out, and then, I'm going to tell you what's happening to your brain so you have some understanding of what this challenge is going to do. But if you know you're already in, you need 21 days of exercising your mental muscle. You need 21 days of saying no to brain damage, literally. Did you know when you think thoughts that are not of God, when you think thoughts that are not excellent, noble, praiseworthy, and true, you cause your own form of brain damage? You do. You do. It's more we study about neuroscience. Your thoughts... Your beliefs are changing your biology. They're affecting you on levels that you go, nah, not really, it's pretty harmless. My mom did it, my mom's mom did it, they did fine. Eh, how you doing? How you living? So we need to get small and we need to get still. We need to put down the distractions and it is one of the most violent things we can do. So just go sign up now if you know you're in. Signups will close, it's limited. So today's the big day. Get in if you know it's for you. So here we go. I'm going to read to you from Romans 7. When I talk about this to and fro thing, like why do I keep doing what I want, don't want to do? Guess what? Paul, the author of two-thirds of the New Testament, says this, verse 15. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul, for being so honest. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree that the law, that the law is good. So he's really just saying, he's in the context of this scripture, Paul's trying to say the law was given to us in the Old Testament and all it did was prove we can't keep it. You can't study yourself into wellness. You can't strive yourself into perfection. You can't strive or earn anything. It comes through a grace of God. The grace that Jesus is the completion of the law. He didn't abolish the law. He came to complete the law. There, no Jesus, no peace. We know that. We've heard that. But he is the peace that goes, without me, without me and seeking me, all those other things will not come into cohesiveness. They will not be integrated to you. So seek me, come to me. And that's what we're going to do because I believe we got so much Bible, we got podcasts, we got things and we're thinking, we're taking in that information because you're prone to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. What we needed to eat from was the tree of life, intimacy with God, presence with God. In his presence is fullness of joy and joy and life abundant. We, but we chose knowledge. 
And so we continue to spin the wheel of more knowledge. The next thing I need to do the next thing. If I, even if I take another, read another scripture and do that, and I'm not saying scripture is bad, but I am telling you, we have so much knowledge of it and it has not gone to our heart. It's not transforming us because it's the word that transform you, but not just the knowledge of the word. The Pharisees, the religious people, they had tremendous knowledge of the world word. They had it memorized, you guys. They memorized it from youth. Do you know that we have, our memory is going bad. Again, our brains are changed from the time of Paul and Peter and all of them because they memorized. They would, we don't remember anything. Why? I put it in my phone and when I need it, I go get it. So our brains are not operating like they once did. Doesn't mean they're uh, less than, they're just different. We've changed them. This is literally the evolution of time is changing how we, in our Mago Day design of God, struggle to find ourselves in the intimacy with God because we have all these other things that we turn to. So if you're someone who struggles and you're like, yep, Paul, I get it. I don't understand my own actions. Then you are welcome here because what you need to do is not do more, strive more, learn more. What you need is to sit yourself down and it's proven. Neuro, this is proven inside. If you're having a hard time doing the thing you want to do, here's why. Because you don't know you've done it until you did it. Can I get an amen? You don't know that you've done it until you did it. And then you did it and you're like, why did I do it? So what do we need? We need a stopgap. We need something that goes before I even do it. I am going to observe myself. I'm going to know and come to myself. I'm going to be in myself all the time. And to be in yourself is to be with the presence of God. Because apart from him, there is no life. Apart from him, you can't do anything. It's when you depart that you do the things you don't want to do. But when you stay, then all things are possible. And before you do the thing, you're like, wait a minute. I have spent time not just studying the word of God, not just trying to get more knowledge and insight into myself. I got intimacy with God and he is with me. And where he is, there's peace. We don't need more information about God. We need an actual encounter experience with God. And we've been so busy searching information. We have gone stoic. We have learned information. We got so much information that we don't process it. And so what we will do for 21 days is sit our butts down for 10 to 15 minutes a day and hear God's love for us. Biblical meditation, not study it. We're not going to ask you questions. You're not going to have to work at it. You're just going to hear the word of God spoken over you and undress it in a way that makes you mindful of who he is, what his intentions are, what he pays attention to, and his attitude over you. And then we will reflect that. What's the intention of my life in terms of the intention of God? What am I paying attention to that God is paying attention to or really is interested in? Because he's not interested in, you know what he's not interested in? Can I tell you this? And this is hard for us. We go, well, God's interested in being right. Mm. He should be right. We need right. How about we need relationship? He's interested in relationship. He will choose relationship over right because through relationship behavior will come. Rightness will come. He knows that. Otherwise, he would have never sat down to eat with sinners. 
prostitutes. He ch- they weren't right, but he was going after relationship because through relationship with the living God, our lives change. So we have to throw off all these things of what we think it should be. Hey, would you do me a favor? 70 some of you are here right now. Would you hit share? Come on. If this is blessing you, if this is preaching in any way to you or you know, you might be thinking, well, they could use it. Fine. Hit share. <laughs> if you're like, they re- that person in my mind could really use this, hit share. Right now, we're going to do a share party. Share, share, share. You don't even have to put anything. Just hit share and then we'll bless it into the Facebook algorithm. You guys all saw the trolls that were here at the beginning. Let's fight back. Hit share. Push it out. That's probably why we're getting more trolls as you guys are sharing. Thank you, Carrie. Okay. All right. So let's continue to undress this thing we got going on about not understanding our own actions. Let me help you understand your brain. Okay, ready? This is really fun. This is where we geek out. So fun. You have a neurotransmitter in your brain called dopamine. Anyone heard of it? Dopamine. You have. You know it. You you consider when you hear dopamine, you think pleasure. But here's what we know. Dopamine, we often think if I have that chocolate, that piece or that thing, ah, dopamine. Actually, dopamine is released in the pursuit of pleasure. It's a motivation. You you release dopamine in the thought of going after something. Ah, that's different. It doesn't mean I get dopamine once I do the thing. It's actually in the pursuit of the thing. Once you have the thing, the, the, the pleasure or the payoff, then serotonin comes in, this chemical of, ah, everything is good. Now, here's the thing. Remember this. Dopamine is in the pursuit of pleasure. In biblical times, when Paul is writing this, for I do not understand my own actions, I do think I don't want to do, guess what they did not have? The amount of resource and access to to privileges and blessings, whether it's finances, a roof over our head, food on the table, they didn't have that. So pleasure, pleasure was found in a good glass of wine. Like they... They were not going to easily come upon pleasure. So dopamine being released was in the pursuit of something good. And they knew that that is how we kept that dopamine going. And you all have a level of dopamine. It's a base level. And everyone, you're kind of born with a different baseline level. Some people have a low baseline level. And if you have that, no wonder you've turned to food. A lot of people that fight anxiety or depression and people that are prone to addiction generally have a lower level of dopamine. It's not, you're not broken. You're actually, it was, it's there, it's in you. And guess what? People with a low level of dopamine in another time, biblically, you would do really well. You know why? Because your dopamine would get really, you, people who have low dopamine, they tend to go after things. I, I think Peter was low dopamine. And what that means is you will be the person to show up you're the Martha. You'll make the food. You'll plant the plant. You will grow the, the, the vegetables. You will do the work. You kind of go after something. And what we're happening now in our modern times, all of our basic needs have been met. In the biblical times, basic needs weren't getting met. Literally, when Paul's talking about, or when Jesus is saying, don't worry about what you will eat or what you will drink, what you will wear, 
They are literally worrying about what they will eat or what they will drink or what they will wear. We are like worried about what we will eat or drink. We're thinking about what's my next meal going to be because we're pursuing pleasure because our needs have been met. Come on, everyone. Do you hear me? Tell me you're hearing this. So people who tend to do the things they don't want to do, often they've, and by the way, you can have a healthy level of dopamine. You can be born with a healthy level of dopamine. But because you got into a pattern of spikes and then drops, that begins to lower the level. So then now you got to work harder to get that same hit. Where honestly, what you were made for was to put your hands to work on something. So your dopamine, like to go out and sweep the porch or plant the tree or clean the house and do that thing, that would give you a level of payoff, of benefit, and it levels up your dopamine. But see here, we don't like that. We're like, why would I want to do that? I'd rather Netflix. Paul didn't have that. I would rather be on my smartphone. Paul didn't have that. I would, right, we have offloaded our work of the things we were supposed to do to get that dopamine going. And now what we really are is chronically bored. Can I get an amen? And not the kind of bored that brings about creativity. We just are chronically, we have all our needs met. And so we just do the next thing and the next thing and we are brain damaged. We're so disconnected from the basic things in life that bring joy and pleasure and satisfaction. And then we look at the news and we see people's bodies and money and we go, oh, that's what I need. And God's going, no, nope, no, nah, you don't need that. What you need is me. So in our chronicle boredom, we have burned out our brain. Look at me, here we go. Brain, right here. By the way, hit share if you're new here. Right here, this area, fight, flight, freeze, limbic brain, dopamine, all that's happening right here. People that live down here in this limbic brain, they have a overactive amygdala. And I'm saying, and that's you constantly going like, okay, I'm bored, I'm gonna go to Instagram. I'm bored, I'm gonna go eat something in the pantry. I'm bored. Meanwhile, what you probably should do is go, go for a walk sit down and get seek first the kingdom so when this is really active go go strive do 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 our anterior cingulate cortex which is up here is small anterior cingulate cortex is responsible for listen to me self-control <gasps> empathy <gasps> compassion <laughs> I can't remember what else. Hold on. I'm going to look it up so I'm not forgetting it. Oh, I didn't write it all down here. Basically, your ability to see yourself, your ability to be like, how can I be of service here? Dopamine is a, how, how can, that's a motivation. Are you motivated to get what you want or are you motivated to be about what God's up to? And that all starts, we can reset it from rest. Uh, studies show that people that meditate, people that can be still and just hold a thought. Y'all, that's all we're going to do. This is the most simple challenge and it's scaring the poop out of people, I'm sure. By the way, if you think this challenge isn't for you, it's for you. <laughs> it's for you. It's for me. It's for everyone. I do not know a human being 
uh, unless they're already have a, a daily practice of like, yep. And if you're here, you're like, preach, Elisa, preach, 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 preach. Cause that's changed. Cause you know, this is what you needed. You didn't need more information. You didn't need another Netflix series. You didn't need another program. You didn't need to stay in that perpetual fight, flight, freeze, go, go, go. Looking for the dopamine release that you are always meant to have when you pursue the one who's pursuing you. Pursue the one who's pursuing you. And again, if we were living in a time where you didn't have access to the Bible, I'd be like, everyone, let's get a lot more Bible in us. Let's go. We finally got a Bible. If you were in a, in a, a land, a country where they don't have the Bible and that shows up, have you ever seen the videos of people that get Bibles? They're like weeping and crying because finally they're going to have some knowledge of, of who this God is. My gosh, could you imagine? You got it all the time and you struggle. What's going on there? We got to get small. We got to get still. We got to come to the God of the word that's found in his word. And that's what we're going to do for 21 days. And people who meditate have smaller amygdalas and larger anterior cingulate cortex. There's, that's why there's studies. Let me read you this study on weight loss. I know I have your attention. Listen to me, some of you actually need to lose weight, like it would help you, your doctor has said it, you know it, it would just help you to move a little more freely in your body, and that's real. And some of you think you need to lose weight, and that's a perceived thing, it's a body image thing. Body image is perceived in our mind, processed in our brain, and projected onto our body, and it's not right, it's all based on a lie, it's based on you are, you're dopamining and getting your hit from other things in the world. So, weight loss whether perceived or actual. Here we go, ready? A study by researchers at the University of California, San Francisco found that the more a group of stressed out, overweight women meditated, the greater their decrease in anxiety and markers of chronic stress, hello, 90% of all illness, chronic illnesses are related to stress. So the decrease in anxiety and markers of chronic stress and belly fat without any changes in their diet. What, 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 what'd you say, Lisa? Yeah, without any, they didn't do anything. They waited on the Lord. They literally waited on the Lord and they lost weight. That's what we're gonna do. And again, some of you actually could use some help. Lord, I need some help with these choices I'm making. I'm, I'm abusing food. I'm doing this thing, God come and help with the weight of my heart and the weight of my body. Some of you just need help with the weight of your heart. You're chronically bored. You're turning to other things. And so here's me saying, let's go be still. Let's go. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Be still. <laughs> be still. Wouldn't it be just like God to go, yeah, you know, you guys, Good job on the burpees. Good job. And look at you running that half marathon. Woo, good job. Let's be still. Let's start there. Let's, that's the beginning of everything. Everything good starts from rest and thanksgiving. Not because you had a good plan and you showed up and did good work. So what we're really getting after is mindfulness for you. For me, mindfulness, that we are going to be mindful. We're going to fill our mind with the things of God. We're going to fill our mind. And we're going to do it for 21 days. 
and you're going to think, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to stop there today. But one more thing, while you're in it, you're going to think nothing's changing. And I'm telling you, things are changing. Things are changing. And you give it some time and all of a sudden you find, wow, I'm not, I'm not reacting as fast. I'm not quickly, go I'm not, I'm actually noticing myself before I do the thing I don't want to do. Anyone? Could we just be, make that the goal? <laughs> that by the end of, end of our time together, that you're becoming aware, wow, I'm actually starting to observe myself before I do the thing I do. And you might still do it, but at least you won't feel like, oh my gosh. You'll go, well, I made that choice, and now I'm, I need to act as the Lord. Why did I do that after that? But you will have less condemnation for yourself. Here's the definition of mindfulness. I love this definition. It's the ability to pay attention to yourself or another in the present moment that is non-judgmental and non-reactive. Did you get that? Biblical meditation. Meditation will do this, but we're going to do biblical meditation. We're going to do biblical meditation because God says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will stand forever. So we're going to sit ourselves down on the thing that will stand forever. So that when you are going through your life, the word actually becomes your support, not just your shield or your sword. It becomes your support that you stand on. Mindfulness is the ability to pay attention to yourself and another, observe another, in the present moment, right now, from a stance that is non-judgmental or non-reactive. What would your life look like if you could be non-judgmental and non-reactive? I am telling you, this is why when I read scripture, and Jesus, to me, sometimes seems aloof. I'm like, why are you not getting upset? Why are you, why are you not answering their questions? This is why. He, he's so rooted in peace. He doesn't fall for traps. He doesn't fall for setups. He's wise, innocent as a dove, as wise as a snake. And he just holds. What would your life look like with that type of posture? You guys, we would change the world. You would change, you know what first change? You would change you. You would change your interoception, which is your awareness of yourself. It would change your milieu of your environment inside of you. And then from there, that changes whoever you do life with. And then it goes out from there. It goes out from there. Y'all, we need that type of revival on the earth. We don't need a revival of people who just say they love God. We don't need a revival of more believers. I mean, I'm for that. Let's get more believers. But we need actual believing believers. We need believing believers. And to believe something means you walk by faith and not by sight. And we're so busy putting so much energy and effort and awareness into what we see. Information we're being told. And so then we dopamine out because we're bored and we got nothing better to do where we should be tending our gardens, writing some thank you notes, doing something that pushes good into the world. 
Instead of punting on it and going, I deserve good, you, we deserve nothing. We, we deserved nothing and he gave us everything. So steward your dopamine well, but you will not be able to do that if this is all messed up. I mean, you can, prayers come, a healing prayer can happen and things can get changed, but this is a process. And process means welcome to the program of recovery. This needs to get quiet. This needs to get big. Then our prefrontal medial cortex can come online and work with the limbic brain. This is not the place to be despised. This is a beautiful place. God gave us a limbic brain to keep us safe, to, to help us survive, keep the life going. But we need a fully functioning brain. If you go ahead and scan um, a, like a PTSD brain, scan a trauma brain, scan the brain of a bitter person, you will see pits and holes and black. There's little spots, literally. It's not integrated. And then scan someone who is compassionate, empathetic. They work on themselves. They're here to serve and not be served. They're thankful, not grumbling. And you will see a brain that lights up. You'll see a brain that looks pretty beautiful. And again, not here to worship the brain, but God made us this way. So let's talk about it so that you can worship the God who made you. Not in like concept, but in actual concrete. Oh, I'm not going to get around this one. I'm going to have to, I need to heal thyself. Healthy, heal thyself. Healthy self, heal thyself. You ever heard that before? My, I think my friend Christina Kurtz wrote that. Healthy self, if you, look, if you write out healthy self, heal thyself. Sit down. Meditate. Okay. Woo! Here we go. Thank you. Tag some friends in it now. Hit share. If you haven't hit share, hit it now for me. 21 days. And here's what you get. All right? Here's what you get. Ready? Daily emails that will, by the way, let me go back. Dates, it's open right now. Yes, Deanne, she's right. Deanne said the brain manages all our systems. It does. It does. Now, the brain is just an organ. It's like your heart and your brain. God gave you one. Its job is to say, as you wish. Whatever you're thinking about, your brain gets that information, it's going to go do it. But what are you thinking about? And that's where we renew our mind. And that's what we do it in the Word of God. But that means set down. Be still and know. You're going to encounter his presence. And I don't think, again, I don't think we need to engage in more information. We need to encounter in presence. He is the God of self. He's the God right here. The God who's about him and for us. Yeah, healthy self, heal thyself. Christina Kurtz. Um, daily emails. So what you're going to get, sign-ups are open today. We do not start until September 9th. Then our challenge begins September 13th. Yes, Carrie Payne. Good job. Carrie is sharing is caring. Loving friends. And come on, any donation amount gets you in. This is, this is us going, uh, anything you got. Anything you got. Be blessed. Challenge begins on September 13th. So we have some time. And here's what we know. People usually sign up on the first day. And then they get quiet for a while and then they all rush at the last minute. <laughs> I would love it if you would not do that. If you know you're a last minute person and you plan to do it, do it today. Do it today. 
Um, September 13th, your challenge begins. By the way, we have these mindfulness meetups. So I've done another teaching that will be going out into our meetup resources. That means you want to find another instructor and we'll help you do that. Who's hosting a meetup. A lot of them are going to do them online and virtually, and I'm going to do a, a, a teaching, a, a teaching on mindfulness and eating. We're going to talk about food, which really you can insert phone, <laughs> Amazon, you can insert anything, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk about food in that meetup. So you will be invited to find a meetup and we'll help you do that. That's on October 2nd and the challenge ends October 3rd. It's just 21 days. For 21 days you get daily emails with that leads you to the content. And then you have a 21 day biblical meditation. They're like be still and be loves um, that come to you. Now again, but they're all aimed towards changing your mindset, mindfulness, you, uh, and biblical. Biblical mindset, intention, attention, and attitude. One week we're going to work on intention. You have to be a person of intention. Anyone who doesn't live with an intention life, they just float through. You'll survive, no thriving. You have to learn how to pay attention to yourself and have a good attitude along the way. Attitude is very, very important. So you're going to learn that in 21 days. You will get that coming to you each day, 10 to 12 minutes. 10 to 12 minutes, that's all it takes. You're also gonna get a printable PDF of our Move and Love journal. It's printable, you can, it, you can use it to help you uh, to kind of work through the scripture, work through your day, be holistic on your approach for the day. So you'll get a printable PDF of that. Um, and you'll also get a discount, 30% um, off of the actual journal if you want it, you can get that. Uh, a printable list of daily scripture and breathing prayers. You will also get uh, a list of best foods for brain health. You guys, this is true. If you ask me what I eat, I eat literally, I eat for my brain. Because if it's good for the brain, it's good for the body. If it's good for the body, it's good for the brain. Spoiler alert. What's not good for the brain is excess sugar. It's also not good for your gut. And by the way, your gut and your brain... They have neurotransmitters. They're, they're more alike. Your gut is now known as the second brain. So they're more alike than different. So if it's good for your gut, it'll be good for your brain. If it's good for your brain, it's good for your gut, good for your body. So that's, you get a list and we'll just say, hey, maybe in the next 21 days, consider eating more of these types of foods. Then you get a Facebook community group with coaches. I will have a live Facebook uh, coach call that you'll be have access to. Um, and then you have a calendar for RevWell TV, which is totally free. So you can access the, the RevWell TV calendar. And if you miss it, you can sign up after, but you get, then it's charged $29. So don't wait. Um, by the way, a couple more things. You can give in honor of someone. A year ago, my father passed away and it was sudden. And I found this organization that I wanted to give money to. And on it, I'd never given money or given in honor of someone before. And I felt it. Like it felt really beautiful. I, I loved it. And I, I gave a sum of money and it was just in honor of my father. Um, and I loved it. That organization actually reached out to me and, and said, we're grateful for your father's legacy. Like it was really kind. It was just, it felt like dopamine. <laughs> 
dopamine. I did. I could have saved that money. I could have held it back for myself, but no, I gave some away and it was just, that's the way to do it. That's right. So you can give in honor of someone and you can give for someone else. Did you hear that? You can give for someone else. And it, you'll see when you go to the link above, it'll help you choose. And by the way, if you give for them, don't worry, we're not going to spam them. We're going to ask them if they want to opt in or not. So you're really just, we call it delivering pizza. You're just going to give them a pizza. If they want to eat it, great. If not, they're not going to get spammed by us. And unless they choose to participate, then they will get our emails, right? Because that's how we are going to uh, connect with them. So that's in place too. You can give for someone else, pay for someone else. If they don't have the money or they maybe want to think about it, give it in good faith. And finally, if anyone gives $500 or more, you will be entered into a um, $500 or more tax deductible. Everything you give, we are a nonprofit 501c3. Um, so anything you give is tax deductible. But if you give $500 or more, then you will be entered into a private coaching group with all the coaches and myself. And there'll be, I'm sorry, coaching call. Like we'll have a, let me make sure I get this right. Let me make sure. Uh, Tracy, if you're here, I wrote coaching group, but I want to be really careful about what I'm promising. I know it's coaching call. I'll be on that call. The coaches will be there. I think we'll have some fun on that call, but that's just for those who give $500 or more. I'm not sure if it's actually its own group. You will get back in the Facebook group. Any questions? There you go. Thank you, Tracy. A coaching call with all the coaches. So, and I'll, I'm going to make that a good time. I promise. We'll have a fun, fun, a fun call together and do some warfare together. All right. Love you guys. Have a great day.